0: due to adult content, parental discretion is advised. To begin. To begin.
1: Are you watching closely? How to start. Gladys, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? In life itself, a memoir, Roger E. begins. I was born inside the movie of my life. I was born a poor black child. The visuals were before me. I was born in it, molded by it. The audio surrounded me. The plot unfolded inevitably, but not necessarily. I don't remember how I got into the movie, but it continues to entertain me. First, the frames flicker without connection. We all are born with a certain package. We are who we are. Where we were born, who we were born as, how we were raised. We're kind of stuck inside that person. And the purpose of civilization and growth is to be able to reach out and empathize a little bit with other people. And for me, the movies are like a machine that generates empathy. It lets you understand a little bit more about different hopes, aspirations, dreams, and fears. It helps us to identify with the people who are sharing this journey with us. Here's the deal. Just give me the facts. Just the facts. Only the facts. Breathe. Focus. Keep it simple. No, no, no. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Welcome to Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. A podcast in which, eventually, ostensibly, at some point, we will be talking about the 2005 film, Tristram Shandy, a Cock and Bull story, one minute at a time. Good Lord, what is this story all about? Cock and Bull Story Here's your host, me, Robert Black. We're here to talk about Group 6, Birdman versus Synecdoche, New York. Once again, my guest, Professor Sarah Black. Talk about Caden directing Death of a Salesman.
0: Death of a Salesman. A lot of the audience would probably be familiar with that particular play, but...
1: Or at least have an idea of
0: it. But some might not, but this is a play about one achieving the American dream, typically by one of two ways. And the way that, is it, yeah, Willy Loman. The way that Willy Loman sets up early is by being well-liked, and that's what he does. He essentially crafts this false persona for the purpose of getting ahead, but he does this popularity well-liked thing that he tells his sons to do at the expense of cultivating any real relationships.
1: An old baby, go up to his room, you understand, put on his uh, green velvet slippers, will never forget,
0: pick up the phone, call the vibes. Without ever leaving his room, at
1: the age of 84, he made his living. And when I saw that, I realized that selling was the greatest career that a man could want. Because what could be more
0: satisfying than to be able to go at the age of 84 into 20 or 30 different cities and pick up a phone and be remembered and loved and helped by so many different people? But this fake, well-liked, popular persona, it doesn't really work out for him. And even when he tries charisma he fails at it. He tries to use his charisma to get a raise and it backfires. So that's one way. And one way being charisma or popularity, crafting this fake persona for yourself. And then the other way it's telling you to achieve the American dream is, well, the play's not really telling you to do it. The play's critiquing that this is what we do. (laughs) But the other way to achieve the American dream to get the house and all the household appliances and consumer goods. So this set around world war ii era and this is when americans well, were just getting ready to head into the baby booming kind of mm. economic booming time where a lot of these appliances or things like cars or washing machines or just things that we take for granted that most people have in their homes now were new consumer goods and people yeah. aspired to have them they were equated with status and for the first time you didn't have to be rich to own these items
1: yeah the refrigerator is a big deal
0: yeah yeah so to get that house and the refrigerator and the washing machine and all of these consumer goods essentially cost him his life it's not coincidental that Loman dies at the end of this clay as the last mortgage payment on his house is made why
1: did you do I search and I search and I search
0: and I c- can't understand it, Willie. I made the last payment on the house today. Today.
1: And there'll be nobody home.
0: We're free and (laughs) clear. specifically his life is paying for goods until you die mm-hmm. so essentially we live to work and we work to consume until there's nothing left of us
1: which which is an interesting comparison to Caden because his while he works until his death he's not working for money he was given a grant and all of this is just he can do it right but it still ends up the same way because I think part of that theme of death is it doesn't even if you aren't working to get things done, you're still going to die anyway, too.
0: Yeah. It's not about money.
1: It's about just doing things.
0: I think the film had to have him, or it was an easy way to write into the film, him having a grant. If we look at this in a realistic sense, there's no artistic grant that would give him 50 no. years to construct a third No, <laughs> not persons. enough money. I mean, it would be great if we did care more about the arts to do incredibly artsy things but yeah that was just (laughs) a device to explain why he was doing what he was doing but you're right to your point that we don't just have a problem the american dream doesn't just have a problem in connecting money or the problems with capitalism it's also this idea of toxic productivity where you have to be busy or working like our brains don't even conceive the fact that we could work a lot less and do everything that we need to do. Although I think with COVID, that is changing mm-hmm. for some people yes. because people are realizing they can have a three-hour workday instead of an eight-hour and
1: still get things done. And
0: let me also say, I realize that a lot of people are working so many more hours than yes. ever. So there could be some mom who's homeschooling her kids and trying to work being like, to hell with you, about <laughs> working three hours a day. But for people who don't have Outside responsibilities, primarily like from an office job, realizing we don't need to sit eight hours at a desk to perform the right. same functions that we're doing. But there's just this idea, this old like factory system idea that we have to be on a clock from this time to this time. And we have to essentially be owned by time and money, like time and money control us. Very few people, unless they're really independently wealthy. Don't really have control, like, they can't use time and money yeah for control. And that's actually part of communication studies. This idea of chronemics, where oh, yeah, the yeah, people yeah. who have the highest power will have more control over, over time. their time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take them for everything they've got. Come on, come on, help yourself. Take the time and treat. You put enough time in the wrong hands. You upset the whole system. Let's hope so. If this works, we gotta get more. I can help you get all the time you want. You know, we're coming to get you.
0: Yeah. His crime wasn't taking time. He was giving it away. The film also mentions that he chooses younger actors for Death of a Salesman. Yeah. And do you want to talk
1: about why why he would do that Mm -hmm. because his parents are confused by it why did the older people look so young It's a choice dad i'll explain later it's a sort of like the film itself is universalizing the theme of like you're all dying if even these young people can play these characters he says he chose them because
0: they will have essentially 50 years ahead of doing all of that's right yeah (laughs) There's no real way of coping when your parachute won't open. You're falling down. You're going down. You fell. Then you die. Maybe someone cried. But not your one-time pride. So I wanted to briefly mention the commercials in this film because they're hilarious.
1: The little animated ones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And there's a pig in it. And it called to mind the pig and I'm thinking of ending things so mm-hmm. I'm interested about Charlie Kaufman's relationship with or interest in pigs <laughs> <So>
1: <laughs> before we interpret the pig I just wanted this is one of the things I actually saved it was something the cow says and I think it's in that commercial at the beginning mm. the cow says there is a secret something at play under the surface growing like an invisible virus of thought <laughs> this is a little animated thing that looks like a kid's cartoon right <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the pig is in a parachute commercial where he says, you fall <laughs> and then you died. Maybe. <laughs> which is awesome. And then in, I'm thinking of ending things, which also recommend everybody go see if, well, it's weird how we say go see. Just turn on Netflix, and, on Netflix watch and watch it. it yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pig in there, he talks about a pig, an actual pig being infested with maggots yeah. and how that shaped him. Growing up, and then he also has a pig in a commercial at the end of his life, so I won't
1: give too Mm -hmm. much away, but.
0: So So what
1: do you think Charlie Kaufman is doing with pigs?
0: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I'm really interested. Well,
1: pigs are interesting because they're, depending on your experience directly with them, they are like dirty animals that like you don't want to spend any time with. For me, I mean, grew up in a thing where like you don't eat pork and that stuff, so it's, they're just this weird animal we didn't deal with at all. But then if you actually are near pigs, they're kind of cute. Some of them are a little ugly, but they're kind of cute and they're playful. They're, you can have them as pets. And they
0: actually are clean. They just use the mud to cool off. Right. It's not like they enjoy specifically the dirtiness of yeah. rolling around in it. It just tends to be the coolest
1: spot. That's and eating, eating whatever <laughs> doesn't make them dirtier. I mean, maybe their mouth is, I have checked. And they're
0: quite intelligent animals. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they're just as smart as cats and dogs and wasn't well, planning to turn this too much into, like, a pro-vegetarian funny pig <laughs> thing. But, yeah, I just find the commercials hilarious. <laughs> Dr. Madeline Gravis. So, completely different topic. Oh. The self-help scene. The scenes. self-help, yeah. Yeah.
1: With all her books.
0: Just the way those scenes are shot are interesting, <laughs> too. Like, she's in one scene on the couch, and he's sitting on another couch across from her. And then there's a huge ladder up to... Her bookshelf, like, what is he depicting? Any actual knowledge or whatever is like far out of reach. It's just, I'm not really sure what he was going for. But (laughs) self-help books and his view of self-help is just—it's hilarious because there, there are those self-help people who seem clearly in it just for fame Mm -hmm. and money. They kind of swindle people, and they're not. Particularly helpful. She talks. Well, she shows him a book written by a five-year-old neo-Nazi who killed himself after he published a book at age four. So,
1: <laughs> why? <laughs>
0: I, I don't. <laughs>
1: I, I think the the immediate thing I got from that is it's this. It's if we take the film as sort of what Caden sees, mm-hmm. like it's not all quite real. Yeah, we could assume. He's just thinking, yeah, even this four year old is more, who's a (laughs) a Nazi Mm -hmm. is more successful than I am and also dies.
0: And he could be having neo Nazi German images in his mind too, because his wife took their daughter to Germany and maybe it was four or five years ago. And that's,
1: well, and I believe the tattoos that Olive has when he, when she's an adult match the kids tattoos on the book cover as well. Yeah. So it's his imagining of what his kid is.
0: Yeah. Watching sort of. the film, kind of watching a lot of Charlie Kaufman. It's like being inside of a dream, mm-hmm. like in a dreamlike trance like yeah. state. So you can imagine dreaming that particular scene, but
1: yeah. like,
0: yeah. whoa, I just had a really weird dream last night. There was and, a and this one is enough. essentially
1: becoming more dreamlike. The more Caden tried to create reality. It's like that memory thing we're talking about last time. You try to remember it. It gets less real.
0: And then after his wife and daughter have been gone for a while, he has an affair with Hazel, and mm-hmm. we have to talk about the fire in her house and how she <laughs> moved
1: into that. One of my favorite parts of this movie <laughs> is that conversation she has with the real estate agent. <laughs> like, I'm just worried about dying in the fire.
0: I've always loved this house. Yes, it's a wonderful place. The truth is, I, I never really imagined I could afford it. Well, the sellers are very motivated now. <coughs> it's a scary decision. I, I never thought I'd buy a house alone. But you know, I'm 36 and I, I wonder what it is I'm waiting for. Home buying is always scary. <laughs> and with the fire and all, especially. Well, it's a good size though, 2,200 square feet, not including the partially finished basement. Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking I should go. You know, it's a perfect size for someone alone. I like it. I, I do. I'm, I'm just really concerned about dying in the fire. It's a big decision how one prefers to die. And the real estate agent says it's a big decision how yeah. one prefers to die. Mm-hmm. And that's actually an overlap with Birdman there too, yeah. thematically. <laughs> so there's a similar mention there and I mean, a lot of metaphor here. Fire in the walls represent the unhappiness of the previous owners. The fire in our own walls, whats what we hide behind closed doors mm-hmm. that we keep hidden from others. And Hazel does end up dying of smoke inhalation. Yeah. So.
1: But it takes 50 years. So she does okay. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing. Like, all of these things, like her fire in the walls that she was dealing with and his slow deterioration of his body, they aren't things that are... Sudden. Like most right. of us, most of us die slowly, barring a horrific accident or a terrible cancer. Most of us have to deal with the process of getting older and dying over a long period of time.
1: Which is counter to death of a salesman, sort of. Is it he's getting older, but his death is sudden at the yeah. end of that. Or is it unexpected?
0: A, I had a quote here. I don't know whether it's Caden's quote. What is it? So related it to Charlie Kaufman in the house says, that's exactly what happens there. She chooses to live in this house. She's afraid it's going to kill her. Oh no, this was an interview with Charlie that's Kaufman tra- yeah, where he Kaufman asked to about the house. house and she's afraid it's going to kill her, but she stays there and it does. Yeah. And that is the truth about any choice we make. We make choices that resonate throughout our lives.
1: what? Mm-hmm. I just want you to know, no matter what you do, you're going to die, just like everybody else. Thank you, Rose.
0: You're welcome. And we are all going to die. And whether it's a relationship, whether it's a career choice, whether it's just how, on a more fundamental sense, we choose to live or interact or communicate with others, we all make those choices. And sounds tried and cliche, but I guess it's true. It's a big theme for your whole like Groundhog Day project, yes. too, right? you, <laughs> mean, you make choices and you live with them. <laughs> you make choices and you live
1: with them. Even this show is, I created this bracket and then you're talking about Charlie Kaufman's new movie, and I'm like, after this bracket ends, I need to do a new bracket of movies that came out this year that should be added to the bracket, try mm-hmm. to figure out where they'd fit. It always go, there's always new ones, at least until exactly. society completely collapses. Yes. As it kind of does at the end of the next in New York.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Since we're talking about Hazel, yeah, some more absurd, fun things is after they've been apart for a while and they see each other again. But in the mm-hmm. construct of this play, are they all? Is the relationship always in the construct of this?
1: It's one play and then the other play. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So she tells him she has five-year-old twins, Robert, Daniel, Robert. Daniel and Alan. Yeah. (laughs) So, just made me. Uh, Also that she got fired because she caused an outbreak of conjunctivitis. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so, (laughs) so she has to beg Hayden for a job. Yeah. To support her twins who are three people due to her eye infection.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Makes perfect sense.
0: And later near the end of the film when they Reconnect again, because you've been part of me for so long. I breathe your name with every exhalation. Hazel, you've been a part of me forever. Don't you know that? I breathe your name in every exhalation. I'm looking for my
1: wife. Beauty of your eyes. One move, jackass, and you really will be a woman. You. My sun, my moon, my starlit sky. Wait. Without you, I dwell in darkness, okay? I love you.
0: What are you doing here?
1: Your power has enchanted me. I stand helpless against it. Come to me now, this. tonight, let me out. worship you in my arms. Get away from me! I'm not letting you get rid of me. Stop saying that! How about that? How can I stop the beating of my heart? It pounds like never before. I here. Love is fear. Love used to be my special thing. Yeah, I'll good tell you. That the next the love is a trivial thing. I do it wrong. And now I just... Your touch is worth a hundred thousand deaths. But tonight... Our little project, our company had a very big night, a very, very big night. But it wasn't complete. It wasn't nearly close to being in the same vicinity as complete because I couldn't share it with you. I couldn't hear your voice. Or laugh about it with you. I miss my wife. We live in a cynical world. A cynical world. And we work in a business of tough competitors. So you want to tell the audience where they can hear more of you? I love you you
0: complete me so you can hear my show life as a playlist which is a mix of autobiography and social and political commentary with a backdrop of mostly but not all top 40 songs and you can follow my life as a playlist accounts on facebook twitter and instagram
1: you hear us both on pump up the minute three times a week right now looking at pump up the volume in four-minute segments, talking about society and politics and music and many other things. Oh, and the movie. Which is important outside this show. Thank you for listening. This has been Cock and Bull Minute, a Trish from Shandy story. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cock Minute. Find more content at lemmingdrops.com Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? of a
0: Mandalorian. why would you create such an abomination this is the weapon of the coward
1: the uh it's a past stuff that dreams are made of cut that's a wrap it's over jenny it's over nothing is over nothing you're still here you just don't turn it off it's over go home go.